Hello, my friends. Welcome to Master Samurai Tech Radio. This is episode 26, and today is February 27th. We're going to be talking about repairing electronic control boards, among other things, today. So, invite you to hang along with us for a few minutes while we talk about all kinds of interesting stuff. I'm your host, Samurai Appliance Repairman, and along with me is Mrs. Samurai. Hello, everyone. And we run two websites for appliance techs. We have MasterSamuraiTech.com, which is our training site where we offered structured training courses, uh, mostly technical, but also some good soft skill stuff. And then we have Appliantology.org, which is our tech support site for working techs. And it happens to be the place where the best techs on earth hang out. Science. True science. And, and yes, this is the we, fact, we too. checked. So. We're not biased. Yeah, this we did an unbiased poll, and uh, uh, four out of five dentists agree that the best techs on earth hang out at appliantology.org. So, yep, slam dunk, slam dunk. <laughs> so, all right, thanks. So, yes, we're going to. In fact, we're going to be talking a little about appliantology today. Particularly, we just had our inaugural peer group meeting. And this was a grassroots suggestion. Shout out here to brothers Adirondack Bob and Dr. Phil. It was their idea over at Appliantology that we have a uh, Appliantology peer group meeting where it was more of a um, open type forum. People, other people could talk. And there was uh, also the um, suggestion that there be peer to peer training. So we will continue to evolve this platform. It, it went fantastically. I think it was great. And, and it went on for almost two hours and over uh, 20 techs hung in there the whole time. Right. So, yeah. It must was, have been interesting for a lot of guys. It was a great start. And one of the cool things is we came away with a list of suggested topics to cover in uh, future ones, future peer group meetings. And we already were starting to get volunteers of different techs who will talk about different topics. You know, and these were technical topics, a few sort of customer service related topics, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and so we've, we're already, uh, in fact, uh, Sam is putting one together and we'll be announcing that here soon, but a, a topic that was suggested, a technical topic that was suggested during the peer group that will be of interest to all techs working on modern computer-controlled appliances today. So I'll leave it at that. Don't want to uh, ruin the surprise. And one of the big things we talked about during the peer group meeting was this whole idea of repairing electronic control boards. <clears throat> and um, we talked about a lot of other business topics. And the the idea, the thought was, well, how important is this? How does this fit into someone's um, business model, assuming they have one, first of all? How does, this, how does it fit into your business plan? Um, and so we, we went, went back and forth with pros and cons on this, had really good discussion on this. And what it, uh, what it uh, I think what it boils down to with repairing electronic control boards, I think the bottom line is that it may be fun to do as a hobby, uh, but for most for most people doing appliance repair service calls, it's really not a good business model for making a profit. It's a low margin, high volume business model, and there are already companies out there like Circuit Board Medic. They've got this model dialed in. They've just they bring them in. They fix. They know how to diagnose them. They get. They've got the wall full of various electronics parts that they can that are already right there in stock. Bit that boom unsolder, desolder, uh, and then resolder, and, and then fix it up, test it, and send it out. They can even burn new programming in there. I mean, they, they can reverse engineer these boards. That's who you're going to be competing with when you're going to be going into this. And we're talking about things that are 
not a part, we're not, I'm not talking about simple things. You guys have seen videos, I'm sure, on my YouTube channel where I've done simple repairs, you know, a repair a burnt uh, solder connection at a heater relay or uh, solder in a new uh, uh, fuse on an LG board that's, that's burned out and it's soldered, hardwired to the board. And I'll, I can solder in a new one to bypass it because it was just some crap on the power line that took out the fuse. No other intrinsic problem with the board. That's pretty much as far as I'm going to go with it, though. Even the, so the soldering on a um, heater burnt um, heater solder joint, a heater relay solder joint on, for example, a Bosch uh, dishwasher. I've been burned by that. I mean, I've done lots of those, but uh, you can spend the time to do that. It doesn't take a whole lot of time, but you got you got to get the board out, uh, resolder it put it back in, put everything back together so you can run it, only to find out now that there was a follow-on logic problem that wasn't able to manifest until you got the heater relay fixed. So uh, there, it, it's, it's risky unless you're able to bench test it and then you've got a lot of time, you've got materials and things in there that go, that go along with that and, and reduce your margin. So I think apart from doing very simple, or I've, I've also done it where I've, there was a burnt trace and I've soldered in a uh, jumper wire to make remake the connection of the burnt trace and this would be like a temporary thing i wouldn't leave a customer like that but just to get them running temporarily until the uh proper oem replacement board can come back in or can come in and i can put in the proper board <clears throat> right. so i think one important point to make here too is you came to appliance repair already knowing all this stuff you already knew what these components were, you knew how to solder, you knew, right? You didn't acquire yeah. these skills in order yeah, the, to the, do a The circuit repair. boards were not a mystery to me because I fixed radar com radars to the component level in the Navy. These were computer controlled navigational radar systems and I would troubleshoot to the component level, replace the bad transistor or IC chip or whatever it was after I troubleshot and determined that was the specific problem with that and then send it back out. So circuit boards are not a mystery to me and I, I built Heath kits when I was a kid and that kind of thing. For, that's not always the case though. Some techs out there, circuit boards are a big mystery. And so you see somebody doing things on a circuit board and it's got a big, wow, gee whiz factor to it. And there's really not much to it. It's really not a, a big, uh, but it's a good way to break the ice, I guess, if you wanted to do that a few times, because to so many techs, circuit boards are a big mystery. Just because you can do some simple repairs, another point I wanna make, doesn't mean you know electronics. Uh, there's a lot more to knowing electronics than just being able to replace, uh, you know, uh, repair a burnt solder joint or replace a relay or replace some bulge capacitors. It doesn't mean you know electronics. There's a whole lot more going on with signal generators and digital logic probes and all that kind of thing. And then you got to understand all the, there's a, there's a lot more going on there. That's why, and then, so you have to decide where, what's your business plan? Do you have a business plan? How does this fit into your business plan? Where do you want to be five years from now, 10 years from now, uh, in five, five years from now? Is that what you want to be doing? You want to be having like a, a, a workshop? I'm not saying this is bad or not. I'm just, you need to ask yourself this. Do you want to have like a workshop down in your basement with a wall of uh, various size capacitors and resistors and uh, pulse width modulated switch mode power supplies and all that kind of stuff that you can pull right off the shelf to save time? Got to have them on hand, right? Save, save time, solder, fix it up and then send it up, be able to test it somehow, have a whole jig. Uh, personally, I don't see how that makes a lot of money unless you've got a lot of volume coming through. For most appliance techs, appliance techs in the business, that there's not enough volume of defective boards coming through to be able to do it. Now, there's some, some people think, oh, we have to beat the manufacturers at their own game. That's silly. Here's the other problem that you're gonna run into. 
you could be doing the customer a disservice when you uh, do a little dinky repair on the board rather than putting the OEM board because the manufacturer may be upgrading the hardware on that board to specifically address one of the failures that you have seen. Maybe they've changed suppliers to address that failure. Maybe they have new uh, operating system burned onto the EEPROMs on that board. You have no way of knowing that. So you could be shortchanging the customer on an upgraded, more robust, or uh, a board with a more robust board, or a board with uh, more functionality on it than originally had, or has functionality intended to optimize the operation of that appliance for the right. customer. So, do the manufacturers let us know when they've done those upgrades? Not always, and they have they have really no obligation to let service know. I mean, service is kind of the the ancillary stepchild for most manufacturers, unless they do a change in a board that that affects service techs, like it changes the wire harness a little bit, something like that. There's no need to go through the expense of putting out a service bulletin and letting service techs know. If it's a drop-in replacement, these things get replaced all the time, get upgraded, changed, uh, changed out, subbed out all the time without um, a, a service bulletin being issued. There's simply no need for them to, to go through the expense and trouble and manpower of sending out a service bulletin for a change that a servicer wouldn't know the difference anyway. It doesn't affect how they swap out that board. Right. So it sounds like part of the bottom line here is that, I mean, it's awesome. A lot of, you know, learning more about electronics is great, um, but you, you have to approach it more like a hobby, you know, that that is sort of connected to what you do for a living and, and can add some interest and some fun, but it's not part of an actual business model. Not for appliance techs. Think about what right. you, what else you could be doing with that time that you would be spend spending repairing a board for a customer. Thinking you know you're doing oh I'm going to make a couple hundred bucks repairing the board or a buck or you know 150 bucks repairing a board versus that's a whole nother call you could have booked like on a on a sub zero refrigerator or on a Wolf range that's going to have a much higher margin. It's going to have a, yet another satisfied customer. We've got limited time. So that's probably our most precious resource is the time in the day. And so you have to make wise decisions about how you're going to use this limited resource. How best will you use it and how will it fit in with your goals? So if your goal, if you got, if you're like just enamored with the gee whizness of fixing electronic control boards and, and hunched over on an electronics bench and, and huffing rosin core solder fumes all day long, hey, go get them. But uh, for a lot of techs, that's not really a, a plan for business growth. So it's just something to keep in mind, just uh, keep, but that's why it's so important, guys, that you have a, a, a business strategy, have a vision and have a strategy. Where do you wanna be five years from now? Where do you wanna be 10 years from now? Suppose you're thinking that you're gonna be growing a business, adding technicians. Is, is this the way to get there? Doing dinky little repairs on electronic control boards? Is, are you gonna have your technicians doing that as well? You know, now you're going to have the, it's it's hard enough just to get your text to read a schematic and troubleshoot without monkey jabbing at the appliance and just guessing that it's the board. There are certain tests you can do that to usually tell that the board is the problem or a set of boards is the problem without. But trying to get uh, most technicians to do that in a, in a scientific, structured, procedural troubleshooting fashion, that's its own challenge. Now you're going to be asking them, oh, and then by the way, we, here's your soldering set or go buy one and we want you to do these repairs on the board. Right. Yeah. In fact, one business owner that was at the peer group, he said that he, because he already has an electronics background, he might deploy the occasional board repair like you were talking about in very yeah. particular situations, but he would never ask his techs to do it. 
or or train them, spend any time training them to do it. It's it's, it's too nuanced a decision. You know, there's it's, very it's too nuanced, and there's not specific. enough money in it. There's just not enough margin in it. I right. mean, you know, I can make a hundred, hundred fifty bucks. That's a big deal. I mean, I can go and do a, a, a go. I'd rather go repair a ten thousand dollar wolf range and make a good bit more money and have yet another satisfied customer in that time slot. Right. And plus what free time I have, I mean, electronics is cool and all. What free time I have, most of us have a life outside of doing, of doing oh, a yeah. here. I know I do. And so, you know, if I've got some free time, like earlier today, I went off and uh, I took the day off. It was such a nice day here, beautiful day here in New Hampshire, one of the rare ones in winter, bluebird day. I went hiking, went up a mountain and just and took in the views, just awesome view, full on Mount Washington, all snow capped. That's the kind of thing you want to do with your with your time off, for me anyway, or something else that's actually uh, rejuvenating and recreational. I mean, think of the word recreation, recreation. And that's kind of what you're doing. And so if fine, if you want to play around with electronics, that's great. I don't see it as a business model or any of the other tech stuff. I look, I love to geek out on tech stuff too. And I will do that. And I've got a ton of webinars over to Plantology that, that are, that are testament to that. So you go look, oh, in fact, that's a little plug for those. Um, all tech member, uh, all premium tech mem members at a Plantology, you have access to those webinar recordings. We've got over 30 hours over there on all kinds of technology topics. Just, you know, just take, take a moment. You'll see it right below the uh, header block there at Appliantology shows up on every page in the announcements block. Click into that and just look at all the different topics. We, get, we uh, tend, our specialty is training on technology that is common to all appliances, right? So we're not, we're not focused on doing product training, uh, we're, you know, but we're focused on training you about the technology that's in a product, in a refrigerator or in a washing machine or, or motors or things like that. So. And because the again the philosophy is if you understand the fundamentals if you understand the technology you can figure out the rest you can go read the service manual and figure out how to remove a panel or remove a pump if that's if that's what you determine is the problem is so all right so what else we got oh that was that was kind of the big thing we talked about there was a lot of stuff like I say the the whole meeting went on for uh, two hours the peer group meeting I'm referring back to. Uh, that was just this past Sunday. That was the other thing that was kind of different about this. So not only was this a suggestion from a couple of members at Appliantology, but we actually held it on a Sunday afternoon, which is a first. That was another first. Usually our webinars are on Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern time. But we did this one at on a Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And that was, again, by popular demand. Most people, surprisingly, because I held a poll over there, and most people preferred Sunday afternoon. That kind of blew me away. I'm, course more than happy to do that works great for me because the timing I guess works out for most people right well you shouldn't be surprised that the best techs on earth are willing to devote a couple of hours on a Sunday afternoon to hanging out and talking and learning from each other yeah and that's really what it was too it was learning from each other I mean it was wasn't just me pontificating and and having a presentation and a dog and pony show on some a uh, particular topic, refrigeration, thermodynamics, or something. It was it was all of us, and we had a whole agenda. That, that oh, by the way, the <coughs> agenda and the meeting notes are downloadable uh, by any tech member at Appliantology. They're in the download section, and the oh, the video is up there as well. So we we've got a whole recording that was done, so you can see the screen and hear everybody talking and. Uh, a lot of good conversation, it, and it's on YouTube. It's unlisted on YouTube, but if you're a tech member, you can find it. It's in the dojo over there, um, and you can actually, if you're YouTube red, you can download this onto your phone, download the video, 
uh, onto your phone and you can actually you know play it in your vehicle so you're and you can listen to it in between calls you don't have to just sit there and watch a screen you know block out the time you can you can do something else while you're it's it's that kind of thing it's it's lighthearted um good conversation um lots right. of different topics a lot of the uh, uh comments people made are contributed were done in the chat box and we did try to read those out loud yes. but it, it does it's it's best if you can try to attend future ones live because then you'll get everything you'll see what people are chatting about in the chat box and then some people get on audio some people can't because they've got background noise so they have to type in their comments and it, it all sort of integrated though into good conversations everything from just technical questions how do you deal with this or what do you know about that and then we talked about asti because a number of us had been to the recent asti so yeah, just yeah. chat like you would yeah. do. So sharing impressions on uh, on the ASTI and um, and the, both the technical training and the business training. Um, so yeah, there was there was a lot of good uh, good topics and the agenda. Like I mentioned, is all in the notes. You can see what what all was uh, the talking points that were brought out there. And uh, so it was just proof that, um, that that peer group meeting was just yet more proof that appliantology is where the best techs on earth hang out. So. Um, one thing, and that, that kind of reminds me too, that um, that's something that's really cool. You know, we've, we've had Master Samurai Tech for what, hon, like four years now? Four years, coming up, yeah, April, <laughs> fourth anniversary of Fundamentals. Yes, and, uh, and that was our first course that we put out. And it was, it's, it's, it has been so gratifying to me to just see the transformation in so many students. We know that a lot of people benefit from it, whether or not they still hang out at Appliantology, we know they still benefited because they came to a lot of the webinars, it really upped their game. And so they've gone on and, and doing something and they're doing something else. That's fine. That's great. Be warm and filled. But um, it's the, the gratification for us is to see the transformation in these people that they have benefited from us. And that's that's really true with any teacher. Right. You want to see people snatch that pebble and, and take the teaching because it's about the teaching, not the teacher. Right. It's mm -hmm. the teaching. It's about teaching the technology, how to think like a technician, this this lost skill in the trade today. And we know that we, we've been a, and, and I'm not bragging, but this is just a fact because we know because we hear from you people. We hear from our students telling us this, that it has been a transformational event. It's been a lifesaver. It's a, what are some of the other things? Oh, we get some of, yeah, we get some of the nicest emails. I mean, we just yeah. we read them out loud here and, and they just <laughs> warm our hearts for the rest of the day. Um, Somebody, we've been told we were an answer to prayer, that we were a dream come true. Uh, definitely a, a number of people just like lifesaver because, you know, uh, jobs were on the line, income wasn't what it was you know, needed to be to pay the bills, that kind of thing. So it, it's so awesome. I mean, it, and that's and it's, the it, again, it's not about us. It's gratifying for any teacher to see the teachings be accepted, so to plant the teachings and they're not my teachings. We're teaching technology, okay? I didn't invent this stuff, but we're just trying to transmit it to people and to see people actually take it and grow. And there's a lot of a lot of students and a lot of other people who've been through the training hang out at Appliantology. Another reason it's the best why the best techs on earth hang out there. And I've just seen the transformation in them from just a, a few years ago to they are hot techs. I mean, I expect students to become better and sharper than me. I'm I'm an old guy. A lot of these people are younger. A lot, a lot of these students were younger, and I, I expect them to be sharper and smarter than me. They've, they've got better capacity. Their brain works better, and all that kind of thing. So, but so, but that's very gratifying to see because you know, at the end of the day, 
and I mean at the at the end of your life, it, it's it's not about money. You're not taking the money with you. At the at the end of the day, at the end of your life, what it really is is how many lives have you affected positively? Because you know when you affect uh, uh, you know you help someone really become an effective and competent technician, knowing what they're doing and not guessing, they feel good about what they're doing and they're really getting stuff fixed. Um, at, at a, a value for the customer, They're, they in turn are affecting other people's lives. And so it just, it just fractals out from there. So it's, that's very gratifying. And it's a, that's a nice thing to take to the grave. I'm, I'm not saying I'm dying anytime soon, although, you know, we're all on borrowed time, right? Right. We're all terminal cases. None of us are getting out of here alive. And I could just, I could drop dead right now. You never know. We're, we're all, we're all just right here on borrowed time. And we could, we could uh, end at any moment. And, you want to be ready to go at any moment, and it's just kind of nice when uh, you know that your work is making a difference in people's lives and really helping them out. So right, I mean, it's it's great to be able to do this and and pay the bills. I mean, you got to pay the bills, but yeah. right, it, it just um, as you said at the end of the day, that's not enough. That doesn't make a fulfilled life. So. So yeah. I just want to say to all to all of our students, and, uh, and even if you're not a student, but you've been around Appliantology and you've picked up a lot of things there, you've been to a lot of the webinars, and you've and they've really helped you. That you've all of a sudden light bulbs have gone off, and you've you've it's it's turned you on to a whole other way of thinking that you never thought possible. Thank you, thank you for being there. Thank you for uh, the desire that you had to learn this and and for running with it. We we couldn't do this without you. So it's really just like passing off the pebble. And you guys snatching it and running with it. And so I think that's awesome. So thank you all for that. And I just want to thank everybody. I think I need my tissues. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with that, um, we just want to encourage you to uh, like, share, subscribe, comment, uh, interact somehow with the video, tell your friends about it, share it with them, uh, click thumbs up, thumbs down, doesn't matter which one. Uh, and, uh, and leave us comments too on what you like, what what you'd like us to talk about in the future as well. So right, and if you are a tech member, um, they can, and it's, and you're hearing this close to when we've recorded it. Um, they should go look for that poll if they're interested in coming to the next ah. peer group meeting. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> we put on a poll asking about frequency uh, for how often we should hold these peer group meetings, and I think we'll still do them on Sunday afternoons. Um, we sent that out in our last newsletter, uh, or two newsletters, maybe, I think it was the last one. Um, that's in the dojo. There's a topic in the dojo. It's featured. It's got a little, um, you know, green circle with a white star um, uh, beside it. Just look for that. And it's, you know, how asking how often. It's a poll. So just, if you would, please just vote in that, because that gives me a lot of feedback, too. Like I say, the whole peer group thing was a grassroots idea. You guys uh, suggested it, and when um, we just implemented it, and love doing that. And so just let us know too, how often you would like to like us to do these uh, peer group meetings. So. Yep. All right. Anything else, Ms. Samurai? I think that's it. It's time to go make dinner. All right. <laughs> well, until then, thank you, all, thank you all for spending a few minutes with us. And uh, until next time, this is Samurai Appliance Repairman saying sayonara. <laughs>